0: Welcome to the Faith and Money Podcast, where listeners are invited to explore the captivating intersection of faith and finances. Leading the way are two remarkable hosts, Keith Conley, president of True Legacy Financial Planning, and Crystal Wampler, president of Can Ethics. Faith and Money explores a diverse array of financial topics, always placing Christ at the center of our discussions. From the basics of budgeting and investing, to the transformative power of charitable giving and the dynamics of entrepreneurship, we explore it all. Keith and Crystal invite guests who are thought leaders, financial experts, and individuals who have successfully integrated faith and finances, offering practical tools and inspiring stories to guide you on your own path. If you find the Faith in Money podcast valuable and entertaining, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode, and your rating will help us reach more people, empowering them to align their faith and finances. Now, without any further delay, here's Keith and Crystal.
1: Hey, thanks everyone for tuning into the Faith and Money podcast. This is your fearless host, Keith. Uh, unfortunately, Crystal wasn't able to make it today, but I have my good friend, uh, Jedediah McCampbell with us today. How's it going, Jed? It's going great. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, and back to our listeners, uh, if you haven't already, please do uh, subscribe. Uh, and if you are so inclined, please do give us a five-star review so that other people can get this fantastic content. Uh, Jed and I today are going to be talking about marketing from a Christian perspective. So Jed, you're up there in, in the wilds of Oregon, right? Yep, yep. Southern Oregon, just over the California border, Medford, Medford, if uh anyone knows where that is. I, I do actually. Uh awesome. there's there's a bunch of friends up there. I have actually you and I know some of the same people. Uh you know, I, I'm familiar with your church up there in Medford, and you're not quite in Portland, so that's probably a good thing, huh? Uh, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> No offense to <laughs> I like it down here. Before. But <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, Jed, I, I've just been very impressed with knowing you for the last several years. You and I met through LinkedIn and then we found out we knew a lot of the same people. So that was yeah. fun.
2: Yeah, that was that was really nice.
1: Yeah. Uh, but it seems like, you know, you, you have your hands a lot of things. You do financial coaching, you do marketing. Why don't you just kind of give us our listeners a little bit of overview of who the heck are you? Yeah, totally. Totally. I've I've uh, been blessed to have a very diverse um,
2: background and and have had a lot of different uh, careers. A total of six different businesses and worked in different uh, corporations uh, from education to gifting at Harry and David. If anyone knows, you know the the pairs at Christmas time and the gift baskets. Uh, that's that's where I used to work uh, in their marketing department. Um, you know, I, I didn't intend to go into marketing. That wasn't uh, my goal in life. Um, but I did intend to go into business, and and so I did pursue a business degree and ended up. My first job in, in a corporate role was was marketing, um, and I continued per- pursuing that. Uh, prior to that, I had uh, tried operating two different businesses. You know, started two different uh, businesses and uh, learned that you need marketing on the first one because I had no customers. <laughs> second, <laughs> second business i had good marketing and not good operations which means i had to end up canceling orders so that that you know was a big learning for me and then i went to work for a company <laughs> and i did their marketing and it was especially retention marketing bringing new re- renewing clients um uh with uh direct mail email uh telephone et cetera. Um, And then I went on to Harry and David, which was a ton of direct mail and uh, advertising on TV, radio, newspaper. Um, Of course, they have their digital platforms as well, but I was specifically focused on the offline channels for marketing. Um, Backing up a little bit, though, I was uh, struggling in my career um, uh, back at that first corporation. And I didn't know what I should do. Uh, and so I started leaning into the the concept of purpose. And I had a coach that helped me discover my own personal purpose and what my mission was on earth. And that was pivotal for me, so pivotal that I decided to become a coach as well. And So uh, I've had this parallel track of coaching and marketing um, throughout my whole career, and uh, have continued to do the coaching. I, I today work with people around money, as you do, Keith. And and how do you live a biblical life with your money? How do you how do you live biblically with your money? Um, what does that look like on a day to day management uh, perspective? Um, how you spend, how you don't spend, how you save. How do you relate with your, your fi- friends and family and, and so on? And so that's a big piece of what I do. Um, but my full-time job really focuses more around uh, running the marketing company that I founded in 2017. And God led me down that path by uh, showing me all the um, errance, er- errors in the, the views that we have around marketing. And of course, I was working in, in a secular corporation, and uh, the the perspectives that we have it, around marketing are just flawed when it when it comes to
1: can a perspective.
2: Yeah, it, it's there's a lot of focus on how much money can we get out of somebody, and we don't care what tactic is used. We can lie, we can cheat, we can make things appear as if they you know, as, as they are something that they aren't and, and work around uh, these, you know, you know, most, most companies don't want to be obviously false, but they operate in this gray area of falsehood and, uh, and not really come forward and be authentic and real and clear with the customer. And right. that is, is a big area for improvement in in our world, especially as business owners in the Christian uh, world. As a Christian, coming from a biblical perspective, we need to embrace biblical marketing.
1: Right. I mean, I can see how there might be a lot of businesses, a lot of commercials, whether it's TV or a magazine or the radio, promising that their service or their product will make your life great and everything will be wonderful um, and you'll never have any more problems ever again and you know I think of people in my industry that have some sort of product that they're pitching that fixes every problem well that's rarely the case right but that's kind of that that deceptive marketing um, and they may not be making any um, deceptive, statements about the product itself but but how how it will result in bettering your life it may be a little bit exaggerated or or yeah. whatnot.
2: yep exaggeration is a big deal. Um, also uh, um, focusing on uh, you know a false outcome or a potential outcome that not may or may not even be related to the product we do focus on outcomes because nobody buys a product. We buy outcomes. We buy results. We right. want something to change in our life. That's why we make a purchase, but we need to make sure that that outcome that we're offering or selling actually aligns with the customer's need and with what we provide
1: and and in, in our product or or service, whatever that is that we're selling. Right. So you mentioned purpose, mm-hmm. uh, and and I find that that's really. The best place to start with a lot of things. When I meet with a new client, my first line of, of communication isn't telling them how much more I can get them yeah. in their investment portfolio or 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 it's getting to know that client. And I, I think of things like uh, Simon Sinek start with why. Um yes. and and you know what I'm trying to do with my prospective clients, for example, mm-hmm. is figure out. Who are they? What do they value? And what it is that they want their money to do for them? Not. Hey, how much money do you need? I mean, those are those are all legitimate questions. But first of all, we need to figure out what it is they're trying to do and how much it's going to cost and when they need it. Yes. Rather than promising um, a certain rate of return or some product or what, you know, it's those things come afterwards. So when, when, how do you how do you help your clients figure out what it is their purpose is when you're helping them with marketing? Since you know, since we're working with primarily Christian businesses and nonprofits,
2: uh, ministry leaders, we're focused on first of all, what is their purpose? What is their God given mission? And getting really, really clear on that because if we don't come from that place of clear, solid purpose. We're going to flounder and we're going to try a lot of things and 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 nothing's really going to work well. Uh, you think of any great leader, any great business titan of of any kind, um, Christian or non-Christian, they all started and came from a deep place of purpose, and then their business or their organization was an extension of that purpose to help them fulfill their their overall mission.
1: Right. So we all know, or at least you and I know, Westminster Shorter Catechism, Question One: What is the chief end of man? It's yes. To glorify God and enjoy oh, God. Him forever. Yeah. But what I always emphasize to people is that as long as you're doing those two things, you know, glorifying God and enjoying Him, there is a vast amount of freedom in how you and I can do that, and it's going to look entirely different. Or will most likely look entirely different. Yes. And and, yes. and I find that sometimes we need to be coached to figure out what is our unique purpose. And, and it comes from our experiences and, and, and what really drives us in our passions. Um, one of the reasons I got involved in financial planning, for example, was I grew up the son of a business owner who was constantly having to make financial decisions for his business and the other reason is that when I was working in pastoral ministry in Oregon nonetheless uh, I was confronted with a family in the church who were having financial troubles and I didn't know how to help them yeah And, and so those experiences molded into me a purpose as to why I'm in the financial services industry and so you know, when I'm talking to people about their purpose, I want to know, you know, who are you? What have you done? You know, what is it that you care about and helping them flesh out for themselves? It's not, I don't think you can determine someone's purpose. We have to figure that out on our own. It's a very much a personal journey with God. Um,
2: absolutely is, uh, you know, purpose. A lot of times Christians, I think, I, I think we as Christians often can say, oh, well, my purpose is to or by God, enjoy him forever. I mean, And we want to just say that rather than really think about what that means for us. Because we were given unique experiences. We were given unique upbringings. We have some skills and, and uh, abilities that are particularly suited to serve someone well. Right. And we need to embrace that and discover that. Right. I like to describe purpose as the intersection of three things. And that is your reason for being. Which does include glorifying God, but we got to go, we got to go beyond that, right? Right. That's just, that's obviously the king, king, uh, you know, element there, but there's more to that. So your reason for being, how you serve others, and how you impact the world. Answering those three questions, your reason for being, how you serve others, and how you impact the world. Right.
1: That can get at a deeper level of purpose and then when we get beyond that you're helping folks discover words that help communicate those things to the potential clients and and how do you do that
2: yeah yeah um you know it it's a it's been a journey because for me i was struggling with the marketing that we were doing um and it was it just didn't feel like it was reaching people well and communicating what the organization was you know about and so i launched into a discovery process of what is what's key in marketing what what really works in marketing and that's where i ran across uh the book called uh building a story brand by donald miller and it talked about this concept of story people resonate with story and as christians we know this we know the grand story, his story, God's story, is uh, has, has some very key elements. Um, and you think of any good story, it has these key elements, but it all comes from the fact that we're living in this grand story. Um, there's a main character, happens to be us, who has a problem, a sin nature, a, and, and, a, and a villain, the devil, and we need help. We are struggling to overcome those. So a guide enters the picture, Jesus Christ, who dies for our sins and helps us overcome the sin problem, so that we can achieve the victory of having union with God once again. Amen. And that's the chief story. And as human beings, we want that story so bad. You think of any good Disney movie or any good know, fictional book or anything like that it's got those elements of a main character who's got a problem and a villain and needs a guide the guide enters the picture suddenly they have a breakthrough and they achieve victory right and that is usually lacking in marketing and then the other piece that's lacking in marketing is the overall purpose and so uh over the years, uh, back, back in 2019, I landed on this. And, and so we've refined a process of helping our clients. First, let's find out what is your purpose? What's your reason for being? How and who you serve? And how that impacts the world? And then let's find out what your customer's story is. Right. Not my story as a business owner, but the customer story Not my client, you know, a business owner that I might be working with, not their story. It's their customer's story. What is what they're the main character? So what is their story? What is their villain? What is their problem? And and now let's position you as the guy to then help them accomplish the victory. And when we do that and we write that story and we get that message out, it resonates very deeply and we see major success in marketing
1: right so you know the fact of of storytelling and making the client or the prospective client the the main character in the story is is what should be front and center i mean i can tell the story about my dad's business and growing up with that but that nobody else cares about that
2: yeah yeah exactly you know i could tell you a lot more about my personal story but that doesn't matter so much as What's going to help you? Right.
0: And so right. when I'm talking
2: to my audience, I need to talk about what is what is their need? What is the outcome they desire, the victory? What's the, the problem they need to overcome?
1: And how can I help them do that? Right. With my With my expertise and my experiences. Right. Yeah. And so what kind of results have you seen from your marketing, Jed? We've
2: seen some pretty pretty neat uh, uh, examples of, of some major successes. We see at least two, three times the results that a, a company might be getting beforehand. Um, so I'll give you the example of a financial advisor, since we're talking about finances, right, uh, <laughs> a little bit here. Um, uh, he had – he was getting – he had just started his practice. Mm-hmm. He had been working inside a firm and he went out on his own independent and he was working, uh, pounding the pavement, getting roughly 10 appointments in a month and just struggling to really grow his practice. So we came in, we helped him under, understand his purpose, the outcome that he delivered for his clients and their story. And when we tied all of that together and started putting a message out to that audience, and that that's one thing to clarify here too, getting really, really clear on who your audience is, who you are best suited to serve is really key and niching down to that audience and then really knowing their story and speaking to them. When we did that for him, uh, literally we rolled out that messaging and in, in, in that very first month, we saw 115 bookings on his calendar. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and and we had to stop. We had to wait for him to catch up. Took a couple of months, and he he bought <laughs> a bunch of business, and and then we started up again, and we rolled out the marketing at a more gradual pace, and we kept going, and he's doing well today. Um, he's added a team member, and he's looking at potential uh, franchise opportunities for other financial advisors, franchising this marketing engine that we've created with him, and and so it's been really good to see that kind of success, and uh, we've been able to do that for nonprofits. We've been able to do that for other kinds of uh, consultants or service-based businesses. Uh, We've done it with um, a couple of other, uh, mainly like B2C, although we had worked with a few B2B businesses as well. So it it works around the the clock because we're all people, we all have a story, and we all resonate with a good story when it actually talks about
1: us. Right. And so, you know, this story... Can resonate with even nonprofits and churches too. How might that yeah. differ with a church as opposed to a, a business?
2: The main difference there is you're talking to uh, donors, right? Or you're talking to people who need a church. So you have you have a different, maybe different audiences, but either way, they're still looking for an outcome. They're still looking for to fill something. A hole in their life of some kind. Um, you know, we've worked with the nonprofit as an example. They have a donor, they have a benefactor, someone that they they benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course they have like the the mission, uh, the staff and the people involved. And and those are all very, very distinct audiences, and they're all working for the same cause, but they all are looking for sp- well, a similar outcome overall. They all have different personal outcomes that they're hoping to accomplish.
1: Yeah.
2: For instance, the donors hoping to accomplish change in the world, and they want to see that their their dollars are being utilized to impact that change. Right. That's the outcome they're they're looking for. Whereas the staff are looking for certain uh, other metrics. Maybe it's certain numbers that they're trying to accomplish, or certain. Um, uh, you know, so 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 many other so many people helped or saved or whatever the number is for that organization, right? Right. So that's the difference. It's it's ultimately the same. I was talking with the company today as a startup. They're looking for investors. Investors, another different kind of market, but again, the investor is looking for a certain outcome. And he was a faith-driven uh, entrepreneur as well. So uh, he has two investors. Maybe it's just a business who's looking for a a return on the investment or a faith driven entrepreneur who wants a return on the investment but more importantly he wants to see success in the world for this uh, organization because he wants a transformation right he wants a, 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 a more people to be saved through the process yeah
1: well i will i will tell our listeners that i've attended several of your workshops and they are just really simply fantastic uh, i've i've benefited from them a lot i've learned a lot uh you can reach Jed uh through his website. Jed, tell us what your websites are so that our listeners can go and view those.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, boundaryless marketing. Boundaryless. So B-O-U-N-D-R-A-R-Y L-E-S-S marketing. And and the concept behind that, of course, is that uh twofold. God's love is without boundaries. He has come to save us all. And secondly, when, talk, when we're talking about marketing, marketing should be boundary-less. It should impact every element of our business from our mission statement to who we hire, to how we serve, to who we serve, and to how we communicate that offering and, and everything that we do. Uh, so it is a, a very permeating,
1: holistic approach. Yeah. And I think you can find that on your website. Yes. Yeah. So you'll see a good example of, of what, you know, Jag could do some for your business or your nonprofit. Uh, if you just look at his website and and you'll be able to see that story brand outline there. And and that might give you some hope about how you could help grow your business or or your purpose with your nonprofit. Jed, we really thank you for coming on today. Uh, I like you a lot. I think you're a fun guy to talk to about this stuff. And, and uh, I think it's super fun that you're up there in Oregon and, We have so many of the similar connections. Uh, Tell tell my OPC folks in in Oregon, I said, hello. I probably know quite a few of them. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I know things have changed since I've been up there, but uh, thanks again for so much for attending. And if you're listening, please don't forget to contact True Legacy for any of your faith-based financial planning needs. Happy to review your life insurance or, or discuss long-term care insurance. Happy to review investment portfolios and happy to do that as a Christian and as a fiduciary uh, and working in your best interest. Until
0: next time, God bless. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Faith and Money podcast. But remember, our conversations don't end here. We invite you to continue exploring these fascinating subjects by subscribing to our podcast. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode, ensuring that you stay connected to our community of like-minded individuals seeking wisdom and guidance in their financial and spiritual lives. And while you're at it, don't forget to rate and review the Faith in Money podcast. Your feedback not only helps us improve, but it also allows others to discover and benefit from these enriching discussions. Your words have the power to inspire and empower others to embark on their own journeys toward financial well-being and spiritual fulfillment. Lastly, we want to extend a heartfelt invitation to join us for future episodes. We have exciting guests lined up who will share their unique perspectives and experiences. Together, we'll continue to dive deeper, challenge conventions, and uncover hidden truths that can transform our lives for the better.